Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. I recently had an initial exam in the clinic and the owner was really frustrated because she had been calling into her veterinarian uh, mentioning that her dog was really itchy and had been itchy for the last few months and had just been told different doses of antihistamines to use over the phone. Um, Diphenhydramine hadn't worked, cetirizine hadn't worked, and hydroxazine hadn't worked. In this entire time, the dog had continued to get worse and started having other symptoms like hair loss and redness and crusting. So the owner presented to me, you know, really already frustrated before anything had been done to relieve the itch that may truly be effective um, because she felt like she had reached out and um, had just been given different fixes over the phone. The more and more we learn about paritis, the more we learn about allergies in dogs, um, the more we change um, really our thought process on how this disease process works. And we're probably still going to learn more and more about it in the years to come. Um, But what once used to be thought of as a more maybe histamine driven disease process we're learning actually isn't the case. There are a lot of pro-inflammatory and paretogenic cytokines such as interleukin 2, 4, 6, 13, 31 that are involved in the process of canine atopic dermatitis. So though antihistamines are something that traditionally were thought to be um, maybe helpful in allergies with dogs, doesn't seem to be as much the case the more that we learn about allergies. And though antihistamines are often recommended and prescribed, um, and our intentions behind doing that are good, it can be misleading for the owner because it doesn't tend to be as effective as the therapy as we once thought. And so though it seems like something that should be easy and harmless to prescribe, we can delay the relief that these pets are feeling um, by just uh, reaching for antihistamines. And there's actually a group, the International Committee on Allergic Diseases of Animals, known as ICADA. This is a group of board-certified veterinary dermatologists that will do exhaustive um, reviews of the literature and give recommendations and guidelines that they put out regarding um, allergies and the different treatment options we have and what the true research shows us about the different therapies that are available. And through this most recent process they did, the most recent guidelines that are out, they listed antihistamines under the category of interventions likely to be of little or no benefit to treat acute flares of canine atopic dermatitis. 
there were double-blinded placebo-controlled studies that really came to the conclusion that there was limited or complete lack of efficacy. Um, and so, again, though, it seems like something easy to prescribe. We have to be really cautious. Um, it's really important for us to get these dogs in the door rather than prescribing something over the phone because we, one, want to be able to communicate with the owners what allergies are, um, what treatment options are available that can be more efficacious and faster and well tolerated. We also need to remember that things like secondary infections happen and very commonly. And these secondary infections, they cause pruritus on their own. So if we're not identifying that that pet not only is itchy from their allergies, but also has an infection causing them to be itchy, if we don't treat that, we're also delaying the possibility of these dogs getting relief and feeling better. In our heads, it's easy to think, well, as people, you know, we tend to take antihistamines for our allergies, but remember, our allergies are quite different. In people, we get more upper respiratory allergies. Um, dogs, we're seeing a different presentation of allergies on their skin. In fact, it's there's a disease in humans called atopic dermatitis. It's almost like atopic eczema. It can be um, clini uh, clinically more similar to that disease than what we traditionally think of with allergies in people with our upper respiratory disease. Um, and there are, you know, potentially some um, more mild cases that could respond to antihistamines. Um, but a lot of the studies do show it has about the efficacy of what we'd consider placebo. So we just want to be really cautious um, of those patients that we're selecting to even try antihistamines in. Um, we, if we have pets that are very itchy, that are keeping the owners up at night, that are having an acute flare, that their allergies and their symptoms are really bothersome for an owner, we want to reach for alternative treatments. Um, because we know that even dogs who have early mild disease, we often see a progression of that disease. In fact, there have been, there's a study that showed seven out of 10 dogs with acute pruritus eventually will require some sort of long-term seasonal or chronic treatment. So failing to provide that really fast, effective therapy right away can cause a mistrust in us, a lack of confidence in us as a veterinarian. And we definitely do not want owners looking for other sources of treatments to use, um, other things that may not be efficacious like home remedies. Um, so getting these pets again in the door so we can look the owners in the eye and really talk to them about allergies and what our expectations are for the disease and what our options are and how infections play a role and that can be really important. Another thing I'll hear is, well, antihistamines, they're pretty inexpensive. So it's its not a harm for me just to say, you know, go grab a bottle of this over-the-counter antihistamine and try it. But again, we have to look at these pets long-term. Maybe the cost of that particular medication isn't that expensive. But in the long-term scheme of things, if we're delaying comfort, so we're getting things like secondary infections. So now we do have to do the cytology. We have to treat the infection. Um, you know, maybe we need systemic antimicrobials because the infection's gotten so bad. Maybe because they're not as effective, the owner loses confidence in actually looking 
to the veterinarian for advice. So delays putting that animal on treatment for a long period of time. And then we get to the point of having really nasty infections. Maybe we're to the point of culturing the skin because there's a methicillin-resistant staph that we're not even responsive to our more basic antimicrobials. And so in the long-term scheme of things, we really want to make sure that by using therapies that work, by being preventative um, of those infections, by more appropriately managing those allergies, that it's probably going to be cheaper in the long run for that pet to avoid those things by using therapies that actually work and getting those pets in the door so we can catch those infections early. Um, And though we often think of antihistamines being safe, there are um, listed side effects that can happen. I'll hear, well, I don't know if it's helping the itch so much, but they're so sedate and sleepy that they don't scratch as much. And obviously that's really not how I want to control an itch by making a pet just sedate the rest of their lives. Um, You can get other side effects listed as well, such as trembling, ataxia, hypersalivation, um, panting, being excited. Excitable. Um, we also have to be careful too because it seems really easy to have owners go pick up antihistamines um, over the counter. We can tell them the dose to use and um, we can tell them to be really cautious like do not pick up certain antihistamines that don't have a decongestant. Um, but we all know how easy it is to make that mistake. Um, owners could reach for the wrong size of tablet. They could give the wrong dose. Um, they could send their teenage child out to go grab something at the supermarket for them and maybe they accidentally grab a formulation that also has pseudoephedrine in it which we don't want to be using in animals. So even though it seems really easy to have owners pick up something over the counter, there can be different ingredients or different missteps that can happen. Um, And so we just want to be really cautious of that. That's where having pets come in, getting prescription medications, where we can really assure we are using the appropriate product, the appropriate dosing, um, and it is the medication that it's intended to be is really important. Um, And again, though we can think of things um, like antihistamines being really inexpensive, we know in the long run it can really inhibit us from truly helping these pets as quickly as we want to. Um, It's just something that really affects uh, pet's quality of life and owner's quality of life. Um, Myself having an itchy dog, I know how frustrating it can be if they are itchy, stinky, infected, their skin's changing. So we really want to make sure that we're seeing these pets, um, that we're prescribing medications that are going to be fast and effective. Um, So we don't get frustrated clients. We don't get hopeless clients. We don't have owners who feel like they're a bad pet parent because nothing's working. Sometimes owners come in and they just, they feel terrible. They feel just like they have not been able to take care of their pet um, like they committed to them when they first got them. So just like our doctors want to see us as people and prescribe medications 
appropriately. Um, we want to do the same things for our pets. We want to be able to provide relief. We want to be able to see the pet, appropriately diagnose them, and make sure that we are communicating with the client by having them in the door for that recheck so that we can really empathize with them, we can really work with them, so we can provide adequate relief um, and really prevent things like these nasty infections for our allergic pets. So I just think it's something really important to recognize um, that the use of antihistamines is something that we want to be cautious of and is not something that um, can alleviate the itch as well as other products that we have available now. I get how busy everyone is in the clinics right now and how hard it is to fit in appointments for derm patients. So stay tuned for the next podcast where we'll discuss some ideas for what to do when a derm patient calls and you can't get them in right away. This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine paritis to protect the bonds between the pet the owner, and the veterinary team. Visit signsofstrongerbonds.com for more information.